I get my phone. Long Talk Radio. I don't know. I might have two. The music is still on. You just settle. <laughs> That's how it is. Now it's like, can we just button. can we just settle? Hello, everybody. <laughs> well, yeah. Welcome to Are You Instant Reaction Review. Here we go. <laughs> this is AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. Chatting it up during the music. Well, you know, I looked, at the, I looked at the countdown. I thought we had time, but I forget that that includes the the music. So yeah, so that's great. It's not like we're not a chatty bunch. Right. Um, so this week, thank you very much for tuning in, by the way. This week we're going to be covering Promised Land. <laughs> the new year is just like the old year. We're just Yeah, happy nothing, new year. Yeah. That's a, real, it's a real big right. difference. Um, yeah, so the, we're, we are covering Promised Land. We have so much to do today that it's stupid. Yeah. We should not even do it. We're, <laughs> we're doing Promised Land. We're going to be giving you our best of the year lists. So just basically our top ten. Mm-hmm. And nothing funky about it, just the normal, our top tens. But then also, we are going to be doing our own awards that we don't have a name for that spawned off of an email that someone sent us. That where Kyle, right, in, the, yeah, in Canada? <clears throat> where uh, we are going to be doing uh, the best picture, director, actor, actress, and screenplay, of, uh, assuming Shane has – I am I'm anyway. Not, I'm not ready for any of that. <laughs> And these are going to be four movies that cannot get nominated for the award. And actually, I tried to really think about that a little bit because um, in one sense, I would almost kind of say that all of my selections would be looper in, in a certain kind of way of looking at it. Yeah. Except I didn't, I didn't want to do that, you know, because, you know, looper is not getting nominated for best picture. And no, well, ma- yeah. no matter what. Strangely right? enough, and I was just thinking of this when you were saying it, because one of the things that stood out for me about that film was the kid. Like he deserved, right, right. he deserved he some good. sort of recognition for that. I don't know if it's best actor or best, you know, supporting actor, but that kid was amazing. Right. He he was really good. he was as amazing as Joseph Gordon-Levitt was channeling Bruce Willis. Right. You know, and that's crazy because the kid's like nine. And so uh, going for me anyway, going into this crazy award idea that we you know. We grab onto something and right. run with it. Right. I kind of thought, you know, somebody for actor could possibly get nominated. Yeah. Okay. And you know, even certain other things. And I just didn't want to do that and just have all the same things. So, right. You know, Looper is not nominated, but so a lot, some of the things for me are like you know more indie stuff, or even like uh, you know like a comedy movie. For best director, because mm-hmm. that never happens, right? You know, so really, it's right. like I looked at things that in this category that really impressed me, and then really, is there any chance that was going to get nominated? Right. No, it's right. just not that sort of thing, and it's not going to get nominated, whatever the thing is. So we're going to have those, and we will probably kind of go through that a little quickly. It only occurred to me today that there was no actual way to have these awards because there are only two people voting. <laughs> Well, and, and this we was can't the, actually yeah. have like a vote or anything. I've seen this is this is what happens when you you have these situations. Like I remember living with roommates, and sometimes one would just not be around, and you would be like, "You're the deciding voice. How are we going to get this done?" 
then there's always rock, paper, scissors, or you right. play foosball, right. or you cut high card or whatever. We can't really do that, you know, between the two of us. It's not like rock, paper, scissors is going to win best picture. Right. Although that <laughs> exactly. would be really cool. Right. And then, and your choice would win, and I would say, okay, well. Uh, <laughs> right. Anyway, but that's what we're going to be doing. And I think what we need to do is um, Promised Land. All right, and kind of and kind of yeah, get, do that anyway. get through that. We tried to do Promised Land. I apologize to the people who tuned in last week, and we're looking for Promised Land because we claimed we were going to do that. You were like the Peter Jackson of podcasts. You like took one thing, and now it's going to be spread out over three podcasts. That's right. Next, we'll do it next week too. We'll, do, <laughs> we'll talk about we'll, it. We'll every talk week. about the rest of it. Next we're going to make sure the Hobbit is second fiddle. And um, I did want to mention again. You know, thanks to all the people who tuned in who tune in in general right. and who listen live and, you know, the the phones are open sort of and the chat room's open if you're listening live. And I I just wanted to mention this is going to be a, one of those cool weeks for me because one of the most interesting things about doing this is all the crazy <laughs> things that I get to find out about doing it because right. um, on Blog Talk Radio, and I also want to say that, you know, for the last – Month, month and a half, we have pretty consistently been like the number one thing in the movie section right. on Blog Talk Radio, which we're not right now because there's some new year shift that mm, happened. And what? since we haven't had a show in like the new year. We don't need a show yeah, in know. the new, anyway, new year. Anyway, but prior to the new year, for like a month or a month and a half straight, we, wow. were, we were, every time I looked at it anyway, right. we were the number one show in movies. Had which you cleared your cash or anything? Super like, awesome, right? Yeah. Yeah, it updates all the time. All that's the cool. all the other ones move. That's awesome. And, wow, and, and that's and not so a, that was super cool. That's right? thanks to everybody that listens. That's that's the reason that exists. Exactly. So and um, that's really cool. But so what's interesting this week is that we are we have been for months and months very consistently uh, featured every right. day we have a show. Right. This week and you know the holidays and the whole thing has really just yeah you know <clears throat> made my life hell. <laughs> and so things have been, you know, pushed back and not done the way that they should be. So I did not even put this, the show up until oh. pretty late. Yeah. So not in time to be featured today. So the show is going to be featured right. in the staff picks and, right, and right, right. whatever all over Blog Talk Radio cool. but on Tuesday. Yep. <laughs> so there you That's go. Okay. So we'll see if we get like a big jump. And how many people tune in Hopefully, right away, and I yeah. think that'll be like Hopefully, interesting numbers. Yeah, and it, it's always fun to see the numbers because we've done day shows, night shows, midweek shows, right. prime time. And the people that are still listening and downloading and checking us out, you guys are still there. So that's right. humbling and confusing and awesome. Exactly. That's it's it's I, absolutely that's all, these, all these crazy things. It's so. all those things and more. So, okay, promised land. Yeah, because we are like on a time crunch here. That's now, not going to sure. matter. No, it's not. <laughs> you know it never. Well, helps actually, us. I'll tell you the thing is, Promised Land. As much as I actually liked it quite a bit, and I did uh, throw that out last week in case right. people wanted to have that going into the release of the movie, mm-hmm. that I did really like it, and I was very surprised by liking it. I mean, right. because just. You know, you get the general gist of what's going on, and it's like, hooray for fracking movies or whatever. And, <laughs> right. And I don't know. This is our politically correct term of the week. Let's expose big, bad right. gas companies or whatever. Right. And I'm just, you know, I'm like, 
I don't feel like you can pretend that you're not a regular person and be a movie critic, you know, because right. this is just a thing where it, uh, I see the trailer for it and I just think, hooray, I don't care. I see the trailer for it and I think this is so mid-90s. Like, this is so the Rainmaker. This is so Aaron Brockovich. Like, right, aren't right, we 10, right. 15 years past this kind right. of film now? And now and just because we have a new buzzword, we right. get a new movie. Right. And right. so that's really what I was expecting. I, mean, I was thinking, <clears throat> I am just not going to love this. And if it wasn't for Matt Damon and John Krasinski, who yeah. I both tend to like in, yeah. in everything, right? Right. I would have had very little hope of anything going into this movie. And yeah. yet I ended up really liking it. I mean, I, I enjoyed the way that they did it. And I just thought, you know, it wasn't, uh, you know, a super huge win for me. I wasn't in love with it or anything, mm-hmm. but I thought just the fact that it can, you know, bring me over. Right. I thought was pretty impressive because if you have people going into it with some expectations above mine, then right. I got to think you're really going to like it, you know, yeah. because I, I mean, I, I just, I had nothing for this movie. Right. I, I couldn't care less about right. having a movie about this. Well, it sounds like always one of these films that you get these guys like Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, you know, George Clooney, these guys who do these, you know, whether it's the Bourne movies or the Batman films, they make these huge films so that they can make a film like Promised Land. This is the film that they're always talking about, that they do the franchises so that they can do this when they're done. And that doesn't always pay off because sometimes their pet projects are, you know, really just interesting to them. Right. Or they're so interested in it, they don't know how to make others interested in it because they're too long into it. Right. And it kind of depends on how you get to what that like is. Right. Is it an interesting thing and they kind of want to do it and can't get the budget? Or is it like really kind of a vanity project where it's just only interesting to them? Right. They think it's interesting. Houdini Houdini had the flu on this day and I'm going to concentrate on that day because the waiter who brought him his soup is like, you know, and I'm like, whoa, that's not interesting to me at all. Right. But in a way, I thought, you know, before seeing the film, I saw the film, you know, I saw the trailer, just like you. I'm kind of like, ah, man, this is just going to be one of these, you know, making me feel guilty because I don't drive a Prius, you know, kind of vehicle. And because I'm not out there picketing gas. Right, and because I'm not doing enough, you know, and and it's not really, A, it's not even that film, and B... It's it's way better than anything I thought it was going to be. Right. Even though the talent in it is like like what you said, I love those guys. I love all the people that are involved in this film. Right. You know, all the minor characters, like Hal Holbrook, Francis McDormand. You know, even even the the quick kind of uh, it's not even a cameo. I mean, it's not a cameo. I just think of it in terms like that. I love this guy Lucas Black. The guy's like been a, an actor since he was just a little kid in like the X Files films. Oh, yeah, and anytime right, he's right. in anything, I think he's really great. I'd love to see him work more than, I mean, no offense to Sam Worthington, but he's like the poor man Sam Worthington. And I just wish he got more work. So when he shows up in this film as a farmer, I'm like, oh, man, this is so cool because right. it's it's a guy I like seeing work. And but at least he gets like a, a, a pretty he good gets a little really good part, small right? part and a part that actually like – Twists the knife in the audience, right? Like because it it twists the knife in Matt Damon's and, and, character, and he does it really, and he just well, does it so. perfectly. Because so. you could you could easily have him be in the movie, and then you go, oh, why even right. be in it? Why even right. why just get anyone right. worthwhile right. if it's just going to be that little thing? And he they turned that into a pretty cool little part. There's a fair amount of time between the first time we see Hal Holbrook, who plays a a high school teacher, who is more than what he sees, and then the next time we see him, there's like an hour, right? And I thought, man, he's got. 
he's getting some fairly good recognition and billing for just this one little scene, and then eventually he's in it more. And I thought, right. okay, finally. But he's, even he's, even when he's in it more, he's not in he's it. He's not very in it very much. much. Yeah, right. he's got one more scene, and then he's out. So. Right. So um, for those not familiar, anyway, I mean, we we've actually probably already covered a fair amount. Matt Damon plays uh, a guy who works for the big gas company. Yep. And it's very Steve. it's very interesting because um, when we sit down and are introduced to him, <laughs> what we get really is that what he's good at is screwing over little farm people. Right. But he does it like almost for a cause. Like mm-hmm. he has a very interesting, I think, uh, sensibility or like moral viewpoint about what he's doing. Yeah. And – it, that sets us up for walking with him through the whole film. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a very interesting spin that he gets, that we get on this character because he grew up in a really small town. And, you know, when the factory closed or whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know, the town was just gone. Right. There, there was just got decimated. There, there were not enough left. jobs. There was nothing else going on. Yep. And he basically feels like, He's got his job based on his ability to see from the right perspective of being in the small town that, you know, goes completely belly up. Right. And so he knows in the end that he's kind of screwing people over because what he's really good at is getting them to accept less money than whatever. I mean, then like – you know, when he goes out, the gas company goes, well, this is this, and here's these numbers, right? Right, right. And you try and bring it in for less than that right. amount. Right, And that's your job as the guy who goes out there. And, you know, you're trying to save as much money as you can. And he always comes in right. He's way always, under yeah. by a bigger percentage than everybody Anybody. else who's doing right. his same job, right? Right. And even though it's just like, you know, written on paper, we know what we're doing is his job is screw these people over. Right. Because if he wasn't screwing them over, he would just get that number that yeah. they really should get. Right. Get and not get them to come in less. under whatever, right? Right. And yet he still is in a position where he feels really good about himself for doing it because mm-hmm. he's saving the towns, he thinks, yeah, from just turning into dust bowls where, right. you know, all these little towns that they're trying to hit, trying to hit basically and get the gas. Yeah. And it's um that they're going to drill and frack and whatever mm-hmm. they whatever right. they're going to going to destroy the towns and everything, right? All these places are basically in these same situations. Mm-hmm. They're farming kind of places. That ain't going to cut it anymore right. as time marches on. Mm-hmm. They are just it, some of them are places where you know, you might have a factory that goes under or you might have some sort of mill or something that can't mm-hmm. cut it anymore. Right. And that's like the really fast version, right? The mm-hmm. factory closes and then boom, that's it. But these other places, like the one he goes now, where they're like farming communities, and that is just like year after year, it's just there's less and less and less. Mm-hmm. And eventually, the town is still going to be in the same place. Right. It's just, you know, to him, it's just not smart enough to take advantage of something like this. Like, right. We get to a point where um, he's trying to convince all the people in the town to sign these leases for drilling rights and the whole thing, blah, 
blah, blah, blah, really. But um, we get to a place where, you know, he just can't understand people who don't just say, hooray, give me the money, because he thinks that he's seen what's going to happen to their town. And and I guess he was young enough when it happened that he does not have the same sensibilities that they do about – Loving the place and not wanting right. it to get ruined potentially by whatever harmful effects fracking might have, and whether it has them or not. And <clears throat> so, one of the interesting things about this movie, I thought, is that you know the question all the time that's getting shoved in our face throughout this movie, obviously because yeah. it's about fracking, is what are the harmful, you know, side effects? What's the percent chance of this right. of something really bad happening? And how bad is it and what right. will happen, blah, blah, blah. And yet somehow it's not about that at all. Right. <laughs> Even though that's all we talk about the whole time. Right. Because, you know, he just, I don't know, he's hes whoever he is with his theories of, you know, thinking he's saving town. I mean, he thinks he's like Johnny Appleseed or something well, he's, running around the yeah. country saving people. He's got a real interesting role in this movie. You don't often see the protagonist, you know, the hero of a story or the, you know, who should be the hero also be the villain. Like he's both the good and the right. bad guy here. And he's the good guy, like from what you've said, he's got, you know, in his past, he's seen what happened when money, you know, money is the, in in some ways in Steve Butler's life, money is the solution to things. You know, he's on the road, you know, most of the time he's got a partner. He doesn't seem to have like the, the ties that his other characters around him have, like his Francis McDormand plays his partner and she has this very serious, you know, devotion to her son who's in high school. Right. And whenever you don't see her with Matt Damon working, she's Skyping with her son. She's all right. you get this foil that he doesn't have anybody like that. And he's just about his it, work. It's a very interesting dynamic to between them also because she is constantly trying to sell him on the idea right. that it's just a job. It's right, it's just a job. And for him it's not just <laughs> it a is, job. And she sees right. everything as, you know, look, this is totally simple. Right. Get them get to, sign them to this, this. Yep. And move on. Move on. Right. Whatever. And he doesn't see it that way. He thinks, and you know, the, the thing that probably makes him really good at his job, actually, right. is that that's not how he sees it. Right. Exactly. Job. Right. It's the fact that he can try. He can kind of convey to people his own beliefs that it's like, you know, look. Right. I was you, where you, you have were. to take this. Right. Trust or, me. Yeah. Right. Well, there's a certain amount of like identifying like it, he is a salesman and everybody, for the most part, hates salesmen. Right. You know, you don't want the guy selling you a condo or a new car or, you know, whatever it is. He's really good at it because he does all the things that salesmen, you know, can do. He can convey the information, but he can also empathize with your situation and get you to realize that the solution is this product. Right. And he's so good at it that in doing that, um, you know, he represents both sides. You know, his 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 character's history is actually really specifically interesting to this type of story where he really is the bad guy who thinks he's doing good. Right. Exactly. Like he does. He is aware and, that not everything is working out and, great. And yet, even though he obviously knows that built into that, he's kind of screwing the people over. Yeah, he's at least, he does know it. But what he thinks he's screwing over right. is just, you know, not any different than the used car salesman who goes, if I can get them to pay a couple hundred dollars more, right. 
then is absolutely the bottom line, then that's good. He has this, and that's not really yeah, right. evil, right? right? No. <laughs> I mean, it's not necessarily you know positive, but it is. He sees it as kind of like a neutrally positive thing, where he knows in the end. He has this really great moment in this bar where he's talking to people and he, and he snaps finally because he's being heckled. He's having a hard time finally for the first time in his life with this town. They don't want to sign and take right. his money. And he has this really great moment where he turns on these townsfolk and just snaps at them. and is like, I don't get you. I don't understand. And he rattles off this great monologue about right. what's happening to their lives, what's going to happen to them if they refuse. And when he comes back they're going to be groveling to take, you know, his first offer and it's going to be gone. Right. And it doesn't end and, well. And, this then, scene, and then you're going to do it. But, and, and you're going to do it. And you're going to do it. And it's going to be for a lot less money. Right. Because, right. Yeah. And he's like, I've been here. I know this. I know you people. I'm not from here, but I'm from a place just like here. And I don't understand this mentality of let's just man up and stay here. You know, he's like, the interesting thing about that whole thing is he's right. Right. Like that's the damning part of it. Like it hurts to hear that because in a in a sad way the system is set up now so that that person representing that company doing these things they are going to win in the end. You know, and do you want to and it shows this really interesting thing before that before that moment in the bar where he's going to get signatures and he's he's sitting down with these farm guys who who are like in their mid 20s and they've been working their entire life and they're going to work all of their life. You know, this is their this is what's going to kill them right. in these farmlands. And he's telling them to think about their kids. And that's that's horrible when the guy's like looking into the other room and sees his little girl playing. Right. And, you know, he's like, how much could I possibly be on? And he's like, I don't know, millions. And he's like, and you see the guy basically tear up. Right. He's like, I could change my entire family's life. You know, that's a horrible moment. Because know. he knows it's not true. He, he, you know, there is the maybe one in a million chance it could be true. But he knows he's selling him, you know, a red herring. But he still has to get him to sign. Except that. Except that he is going to get he is a gonna, bunch right. of money, and and that's the thing that is Matt Damon knows. Get he's not going to get ten million, probably not. But to a guy but, like right. him, fifty thousand is like ten million. Right. You know, when he busts his ass every day, all year round, and he makes twelve. And and some of the you people know. throughout the town, in in the end, I mean, you know, we do know it's going to be a serious amount of money. They're mm -hmm. going to get a really serious amount of money. Yeah. That is going to be a life-changing amount of money, right. and they could, if they wanted to, you know, Make not big, have to work right. on the farm anymore or whatever. Right. It's it's serious yep. money. But even still, when he's selling it, he, he knows in the back of his mind that yeah. he's selling something else. Right. And, you know, how that – I mean, There's, it all goes down, but it's, it's fun the way that he spins so many directions right. on these people because, in, like, in the one sense – he just kind of comes at it like we've said, like in this kind of straightforward way where he goes, I know where you, right. the, I know where you've been. I know where this town is going. Yeah. I know that in five years you are going to be like just kicking yourself right. senseless that you didn't take this deal. Right. And so he's got this kind of positive, almost altruistic like bent to what he's doing. Yeah. And then also at the, at other times, you know, they get to a point where they're trying to sell these people on it and they're like, well, let's do like a big fair. Right. And he does it with the attitude basically of like, look, these rubes who live in this place, we will, you know, show them what it's like to have money. We will flash you know? something yeah. at them. Right. And so he actually kind of gets to where he has a really low opinion of the people, right. even right. though even though he kind of wants to identify with them. So, yeah, it's actually complicated stuff going on. So um, anyway, to get to like the rest of the movie. So that's what he's doing in general. All of a sudden, John Krasinski 
shows up mm-hmm. and he has this little environmental company sticker on his car that mm-hmm. no one's ever heard of he's like it, a greenpeace it, kind of activist but like but like something that he made up like yeah. he made up his own group or something and he calls himself some conservationist mm-hmm. kind of group specifically aimed at fracking right and he comes to town and starts uh giving everybody his story about this is what happened in my town right and also, he's got like you know the pictures of like the dead cows and yeah. this is what happens to the the soil the water and the and, earth yeah. and everything like that so he goes around all over town and he's doing everything he can he's putting up signs and posters yeah he visits the school and yeah, does that some, was awesome like, bizarre demonstration that was awesome. Of, it's awesome when the teacher's like uh and she starts like he's like right. no i got it it's okay yeah and he's <laughs> like oh, doing no. it on yeah. like so he's going all around town he's talking to everybody he's He's kind of selling people on this whole, look, this is really bad because, look, this happened to me. Mm-hmm. And now it becomes a fight between the two of them. Right. And Matt Damon <laughs> is going, how come we didn't know this guy was here? Right. right. What is his whole story? And how do how do we combat what he's trying to do to our image? And now right. it's just this Because whole... he's winning quickly. He, he shows right. up. And right. they've already basically got several signatures. But – in the course of like 40 hours, it looks like he's constantly just everywhere, right, everywhere right. they turn, he's already been. And like you said, the signs and everything that are up there, they start really getting under Matt and Damon's skin. So, so Matt Damon's approach basically is he, you know, is going from farm to farm, getting the leasing rights and everything. And their theory going in is that the like town council or whatever that they will just get them to go, yes, you can do this, right? right? And and nothing else will happen. Right. But lo and behold, Hal Holbrook stands up in the gym and says, I think we should have a vote. Right. And it actually gets to the point where there's a vote because he turns out to be much more than just the retired <laughs> school teacher. Right. And the town listens to him <laughs> Wisely. to, to right. a great extent. And so now there's going to be a vote. And now you get uh, Matt Damon still going around getting people to sign, mm-hmm. and they have like a little sparring match with John. Uh, he and John Krasinski yeah. at one point where he, yeah. where Matt Damon is saying it's already over. I have so many people signed up for these leases, and John Krasinski's going, "You could get everyone, and it's still right. only forty percent of the vote, right? And and I will get the vote that will right. say that no one, <laughs> no can, one do can do it. it. Yeah, so, right. so it doesn't even matter. So that drives Matt Damon crazy, right? And he's like losing it. Yeah, <laughs> he's really coming apart. Because at one point he literally says to him, like, "Someone's about to get punched in the right. nose." <laughs> right. And then John Krasinski's like, "Okay, well, I'll see you later, Stephen." <laughs> know. You know, he just, he's, always, right. he's always the most. And in, in a weird way, those three guys—you know, Krasinski, Hal Holbrook, and Matt Damon—are all the same type of person, though Hal Holbrook to a lesser extent. That's the perfect salesman's pitch. Like if you're like, get off my doorstep or I'm going to punch you in the face. You're like, okay, then have a nice day. Like you just you, – it's a job. You just let it roll off your back. Right, right. And at this point, Krasinski is the most everyman-like 30-year-old like kid in every town that you love who right. works hard. Like everybody's taking to him very quickly. Right. Everybody loves him. And it's it's just this interesting thing where he's – 
he doesn't seem to be everything that he is to Matt Damon. Matt Damon isn't everything he seems to be to everybody he's encountering. And Hal Holbrook isn't everything he seems to everybody at first either when you figure right, out right. – the best part is when they finally learn about Hal Holbrook's character, and I like. And Matt Damon just goes, "What the hell?" Yeah, he's like, "What the hell?" And, and they go, "And you. they go, Stephen, this guy's teaching for the fun of it. Like he's uh, he used to work at NASA. Right. He's got a PhD from MIT. Like he's just hanging out, having fun. Right. And it turns out all of these things are in geologic and scientific means. Yeah. So when he stands up he to contest him, he realizes sure. right. like this is the guy. And the town wisely when he says, "Look, I'm not for this." The town is like, well, if he's not for it, I'm not for it. And know? and it's so, and it's, it's awesome. so perfectly really small townness. Yeah, it is. Which this is the kind of that's how it works. This <laughs> I know. This is the kind of like uh, monkey wrench that mm-hmm. Matt Damon does not run into. Right. Right. He does not go from small town to small town running into these people right. who taught at MIT or whatever. Yeah. But if you're in this really small town and you have this guy. Right. Everybody's going to know him. Everybody right. knows everybody. Right. Yeah, so right. if you have right. this guy in town, everybody knows him. And if he says, I don't think so, they're all going to go, well, but I know that guy. And he says, <laughs> yeah, right. I don't think so. I know you, I've just... known you for two hours. I've known him for 50 years. I'm right. going with him. <laughs> right. Um, and, uh, and, uh, you know, going back to that whole thing where Matt David says someone's going to get punched, it's really funny because you're looking at this oddball kind of yeah. – uh, You're still not John, sure John Krasinski character, yeah. right? Where he's like maybe a little bit of a kind of, you know, tree-huggery weirdo. Right. You're not sure exactly right. what he is except that he's got this story about what happened where he grew up and stuff. And yeah. he's – you know, he's – amiable to like a fault almost. Right. But when they get to that point and he and he just kind of <laughs> says, "Okay, well, see you later." Right. It's it's so funny because it's it's like, you know, the fact that I'm bugging the hell out of you, that's all I was That's all for. I wanted. So, right. Right. so yeah. my work here is done. Right. So have that's a nice awesome. day. And and it is so funny that um as they go through and they have these little sparring matches kind of, there, there's one part where uh, Krasinski's character stands up in the bar mm-hmm. and just starts going, hey, and nobody wants to listen to him at first. Right. Because he's talking bad about the guy who wants to give them a bunch of money. Right. right. So they're all, yeah, yeah. whatever, Mr. Well, you know. and there's that hierarchy, too. And where... everybody loves Matt Damon at first. Right. Because he's, he's coming and goes, to save the town. Right. right. And again, they're like, I've known this guy three days. I don't know you more than three minutes. <laughs> right. So there's a hierarchy of small town like acknowledgement. And you see it. And and then he starts to wear it down by just but, having this ability to make them feel like they've known him, maybe not him personally, but him right. forever. And it's like there's this whole transitional kind of a great moment period here. Yeah. when by the end of him talking, people are kind of still going, eh, well, whatever. Right. But then like a couple of days later, then it's like, you know, what in-group bias are we going to attach to who? Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they have um, Matt Damon, who they like want to like. But then John Krasinski starts talking to people in town and hanging out in the diner and everything. Yeah. And they go, well, but you're from some other small town, too. And he's right. like the big businessman. So right. maybe now we like you better. And right. We want to hear what you have to say or whatever. Yeah. And especially as time goes on, when it's like you're saying things that Hal Holbrook right. is, is saying. saying. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe we and, – and yeah. eventually the town starts leaning in that direction. Right. And then after that, there's there's a bunch of surprises that actually, that, yeah, that we won't we we're not won't get talk into because it actually works well. It does in it, the film. It really so. does. And 
what's weird is so there is kind of you know surprisingness that happens in this movie yeah. and and like we say we won't ruin it most of the time a movie like this you the kind of surprise that it has yeah first of all you'd see it coming like 10 miles away right and when it happened you would just go whatever right like, like that would really happen but in know? this movie it yeah. actually kind of works pretty well yeah and i for one did not really expect that that was what was going to happen so yeah. it, was, it was a little surprising i actually kind of thought a little bit different version of that was going to happen, but yeah. not at all the way it did. So right. it actually kind of surprised right. me. But even after it happened, it, it was pretty cool. Yeah. It, yeah. it wasn't like it, you go, oh, great, it, it that's made, your twist. It made or sense. Right. Yeah, it made yeah. sense. It was a great reveal. It wasn't like a sudden, you know, oh, and then it was just a dream. You know, right. it's not one of these things. It's just you get more information about a couple of the other characters, and it starts to reveal a different plot to the whole events, and it makes, and, makes and it, perfect and sense. And it's cool, and John Krasinski is awesome. At yeah. It. I, I, yeah. I I loved his character. The, the yeah. farther along you get in the movie, the more I loved Here's, his character. It, this doesn't give anything away. In the beginning, um, Matt Damon and Francis McDormand as a pair show up to this town that we're talking about, and they are shopping to get you know, groceries and stuff for their stay there, but they also, as part of their not cover, but as part of their assimilation, like they buy some local clothes so they can look like they blend right. in. Right, and they and they now Matt have Damon's like character this whole thing with the guy. Right, Matt Damon's <laughs> yeah. character is is both like I said, a good guy and a bad guy, but not a bad guy in a twisting mustache kind of way. Like he's just he's representing something he knows isn't perfect. Right, you know, and he's not afraid to take advantage to get people. And he actually does feel like he's helping them, like you said. Right, he's giving you fifty thousand or forty thousand or seventy thousand. That's enough to change your life now and for the foreseeable future, but he's not nefarious. So it's interesting because he is kind of a good guy. He's just doing this bad work. Did you think when he shows up at the very first house, like 10 minutes in, and the guy's like, oh, you got a tag on you. Hang on. And he pulls right. the sales tag off the shirt that he bought at right. the mini mart right. where you because, can buy guns because, and gear because and, they dress and everything. Like the, they want to dress right. like the locals. Did you think Matt Damon really – do you think his character really left it on as part of a rube? Like, oh, gosh, I just tried to fit in. Or do you think he really just didn't get the tag? Like I know this is kind of a weird thing, but was that an interesting that, question that for says, how it's trying to play out? That says I everything about his character. Forgot. So did I. Yeah. I looked at it both ways, and I thought, look, he is a bit, you know, manipulative. You have to be, right. you know, and that is a great vehicle to get somebody to sympathize with you and be like, look, you're not from around here, but we still take our tags off. But you're, but you're trying to. But be if you wanted to be that right. guy, what would you do other than leave the tag on on purpose to make yourself look sympathetic? You know what I mean? Like right. there's a bunch of different ways. Right. And it's interesting because if you look at his character in hindsight, was he a good guy or a bad guy? And, and it's that like, tells a lot, actually. Right. And and he has the kind of character where you would ask those questions. Like, right. Like everything he does is for a purpose. So right. it's like, did he really just forget and leave it on? Right. Or is that just all part That's of the part plan? That's part of the act, you know? Yeah. But I, I don't know if that would ultimately make sense. I think he just – I just thought uh, it was I an interesting moment. I think he just forgot. But, but just if he the didn't, fact that if it, it was a makes plot, you think about right. it. You know, it's is, just one more. That's that's like an idea about like how the whole thing pours out. But okay, so we should wrap up on this one, I think. Um, and okay. I think I think we've you know done it justice. And I think the the main thing is that we both really liked it. Yeah. 
And I think this is a movie that I really want to stress to people that if you see the trailer and you think, right. I don't think I'm into it, right. give it a chance. It's and, really not a And I am not thing. a guy who usually says that. Yeah. No. <laughs> because, because I am so like that myself. I will see the trailer for something. Right. And I'll be like, and go, yeah, God, I'm not. I don't need to see yeah, another I, I don't need to see that. Right. right. But if you think, you know, there's any kind of chance, this one will... I think surprise you if yeah. you're kind of on the fence about it, you know, and, and it doesn't need you to be like, you don't have to go into it. Like some films actually expect you to go into it, having like some political stance, right? You don't have to be and the, and, for or and against the movie anything. Is just trying to back right. up and your it's stance. Not, this is not trying to do one or the other. It, it does a fairly good, you know, job putting both arguments out there. Like you want to stay on your farm or you want to take the money right. and, and go. Like and it's up to not you. Not only that, like you could be completely of the opinion that, Fracking is just fine, right? And everyone should leave it alone, right? Right, and just do, drink their hot, not bug water. people. I right. don't know. Yeah, you could be totally for fracking, and you could still watch this movie right. just fine. It's yeah. not. It's, it's not, not that really, kind of film. Like, it's not actually yeah. trying to over right. sell you or right. or change your mind about anything or whatever. It's, right. It's just about these people. It just happens to be right. about this type of thing. So right. Just that's a big thing. Because so, I know a few people that actually were like, I don't want to see a big political movie right after. Exactly. And I'm right. like, I get it, but it's really not that. Right. So so for me, I think uh, like four stars yeah. is what I was looking at. Like right around four stars. There are some parts that, um, you know, it, it could have, it could have been a little bit more fun during the watching of it. For me, yeah. Not that it's like going to be a fun movie or anything, right. but there were some times where, um, as much as I liked a lot of what was going on, it could have like kind of pulled me along better. It could have like got me a little bit more. So I, I so I don't feel like I want to go higher than four stars. Yeah. But I think four stars is this, good enough. This film, for with, it. yeah, with all of its commodities and even the people that we didn't talk about, like there's a there's a woman who's basically like the pseudo love interest in the town. She plays a teacher and right. it's Rosemary DeWitt. She is as awesome yeah, as anybody really else in good. there. Like everybody in this film had a certain ranking, you know, a certain stock and they used it 100% to their capability. Like she's not in it too much or too little. I kind of thought Hal Holbrook could have been in it a little bit more. He could have had, had like another if, scene. If he was in it too much, he would have been like this. You know, goodwill hunting. It would have got a guy, little preachy. You know, right? yeah, because yeah. his role is really to be the moral compass for the story right. that isn't there for Stephen yet. You know, so I thought everybody was in it just the perfect amount. Even though I wanted more, you know, John Krasinski and Matt Damon scenes together. Right. Ultimately, then it would have just been like a mixed martial arts fight because <laughs> they would have just been throwing cow manure and pitchforks at each other. But I, I thought, you know, easily four stars. Right. No trouble at all telling somebody this is a really fun film to go see. Right. And you, you get as much out of it as you want or, you know, you can just sit back and have fun. Right. And um, and it has plenty of parts in it, too, that that really yeah. don't focus on anything about that either, where it's just kind of, you know, getting to know the people it, in town. We're not necessarily yeah. just it's not like we're going over the pluses and minuses. Right. Of, fracking over and over anything. in a very strange way maybe maybe this may not sell it to anybody but in a very strange way i would enjoy spending time with every single character in that film if they were real right you know i could easily hang out with except that one guy who like that punches guy, damon out maybe. right that yeah. guy maybe but um yeah that guy may, okay that's a good caveat i'll skip that guy <laughs> but everybody so else like everyone else is so Interesting it's and very fun, fun and, it's, and very it's very comfortable. It's very so. realistically yeah. small town too. It's yeah, not it like, hey, you're in a small town, and so now everybody right. 
you know, you don't stop at the gas station if you're traveling <laughs> right. cross country, right? It's yeah. just like a regular, it's just a town, real normal know? small town. Right? Yeah. Anyway, so it, it was like a lot of fun though. So now we've got all this other stuff we have to get to. Look at all your sheets of paper and stuff. That's right. I have to like crack my knuckles here. And do you? All right, crack it up. For, right. Let me fire up my. Stuff. I'm firing. What I was my thinking iPhone. we would do is like the award ones first, okay. and then we'll do the best list at at the end. Okay. And hopefully we won't spend too much time on all these. But before we do either of those things, I, think I, did I wanted to just list off a bunch of movies real fast that are good movies. Make sure you see them. Right. Uh, great movies that came out that do not quite get on either of these things. See, I have, so they right. won't be mentioned I have in like any the, other way. Right? I have the just missed list. And I have to tell you, the one that I have to mention the most is Dark Knight Rises because it is not on either of my other things. Didn't make it on your best or worst list? No. Huh. Well, this is not a worst list, but well, I know, but it's I remember not on my best list, from... but it's pretty close it to being have... on my best list. Yeah. If we had made the top 15, it might but have made it a lot. But it just didn't, yeah, mm-hmm. it just didn't quite work for no. me. But anyway, I just want to like rattle off these movies because they are really pretty fun, good movies. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for those people listening in who want to go, you know, what do I have to get on DVD now and all that stuff. Right. So on that kind of runner-up, whatever it is, list, is um, Bernie, Hysteria, Moonrise Kingdom, Safety Not Guaranteed, Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, Take This Waltz, Compliance, Perks of Being a Wallflower, Pitch Perfect, The Sessions, Wreck-It Ralph, A Late Quartet, Silver Linings Playbook, Hyde Park on Hudson, and On the Road. Wow. Which I thought were all really pretty good and I were fun and all those stuff. Some of those didn't make your list. And they are not on my list. My list, I got to tell you, my best of the year list is going to be full of movies that are not on other people. Yeah, it's not on mine. I mean, <laughs> I, there was a bit of a miscommunication between us, so our lists are going to be a little different, I think. Like, I was just doing lists for, you know, the stuff that we saw for the show, not oh, all. Oh, for your best? Right. Well, for all the stuff, like I was thinking basically just the things that we'd done and some of the oh, some of the stuff okay. that you'd mentioned, like on the road. That's the easy right. one because that was the last one you said we didn't we didn't cover for the show. Right. But we see movies that we don't do for the show. Right. You know, so uh, I didn't have as many. I only did like a quick small list of things that just missed. Um, but they weren't, strangely enough, just stuff that we did. Um, the Ides of March taken. Which is a bit old, but I I just saw it this year because we were going to go see Taken anyway, uh, Taken to Electric Boogaloo. Um, Ted, Anna Karenina, Promised Land. Again, The Perks of Being a Wallflower, uh, Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, Django Unchained, and Chronicle. These are all films that didn't make my list, but just missed. Right. And I would have. I, I, I would. In, in I a would different... probably add Promised Land, except that we just were right talking about it. Well, that, and I and but, but I didn't. Yeah. That's I mean, I threw I threw mine on that list because it didn't make my official list. So. Right. But, um, and as... any one of those movies that both you and I mentioned, because I've seen several of yours. Right. And we did several of these. You know, just. Films that I mean, Perks of Being a Wallflower came so close. I know for it me was too. so it fun, was good. and I yeah. really enjoyed it. And I thought, you know, if this list was fifteen, it would be there. Right, but right, it isn't. And so we it should isn't. also say going into this, I think what we're going to do real quick is uh, this award thing that we came up with. We, yeah. will, we will try and run through that pretty quickly, but we should also say just for like. <clears throat> 
if you've listened to us a lot, you right. pro- you probably already know this. <laughs> but just for like full disclosure, we should probably say we are now doing like the best of the year list, right. and y- yours is going to be different because you were making the list, focusing on yeah, shows just, that we've done, right. and not just everything, right. but also. Uh, you know, for listeners who know us and have listened to us for a while, we should just put throw out there that th- these are lists of the best of the year by one person who loves making lists and one person right. who hates making lists. <laughs> you can guess which because one of us hates the lists. I later. hate making lists. Well, I, you know, I even like famously hate making <laughs> yeah, lists because every year it. I make a list and I talk about it at the beginning of the list and say right. how much I hate making lists. Right. Because, you know, you've got like even if you had if you were t- focusing on the movies that were on this list of runners up mm-hmm. that i was saying like let's say you were picking movies out of that right you got like dark knight rises bernie and wreck it ralph and then mm-hmm. you have to go which one's the best right and i just that just throws me completely you have like a crazy comedy and then you have like you know some other movie that's like a really serious drama yeah. and totally different genre well, look, type okay. movies. And we then you have to go, which one's the best? We'll, and I just go, uh. It's and, easy for me. And not only, it, it's usually not hard to go, look, this was my favorite movie of the year. Right. But when it's like nine and 10 and like the one that's just <laughs> off the list at 11 <laughs> yeah. and you have to go, where do those three movies, which one that's gets so pushed weird off? for you? Anyway, I, it, they drive me crazy. Figuring out like 10 and nine and one, two and three are always the easiest part of my list. It's the, it's the center of the list. You know, like really, and when what I get, order? Did I like this, this five film? Or six? Did I like this four right. or six? Right. You know, because like on our worst list, like I mean, we both didn't like Savages at all. Right. But I despised Prometheus. Right. And I remember, and we like, were feeling, we were even like going different ways in that right. list, too, even in that way. Right. You had a different kind of a theory about <laughs> expectation. Oh, which is just not how I was looking at it, right? right. And so you just come up with a very different list right. because different just people priorities, right? Different people are thinking different things when they make the list, and like you're thinking, yeah, you're thinking I had expectations for Prometheus versus I'm thinking Resident Evil's the worst <laughs> movie I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so why you, like why are you different. wearing a Resident Evil Retribution shirt then? Well, because you know what they said me is what they said me. Uh, <laughs> they don't. You're not really wearing a shirt, right? But. So um, for our awards, right. we uh, totally have to hurry, and we may just be forced to go over a little bit. But that's okay. Um, so as we said, I think at the beginning of the show, right. this is so it can't get nominated, and I don't know what you did with this. Oh, but we're I'll, doing I'll, that. I'll I thought we were doing the top ten thing, so we're doing the awards. Right, we're doing the little award thingy first. And what I thought we would do is, you know, kind of go backwards up to movie, right? So, screenplay. Do you have a screenplay pick? I I I can think of this, but what is your what is your pick for best screenplay that has no chance of getting an award? My pick is Zoe Kazan for Ruby Sparks. You really liked Ruby because Sparks, I, like hardcore. I really liked that movie, but even more than I liked the movie, I really actually liked the screenplay. It's one of those like you know yeah. tricky things where I you know I'm trying to look at the category right, mm-hmm. and I did not even like that movie enough for it to be in my top ten list. Right. I, I liked it a lot. Right. But it's not like it's going to be that high up. Right. But I really liked the screenplay itself. I mean, yeah. I really liked. The kooky story and the way that it, you know, came together as a screenplay, as yeah. like a script for a movie. I yeah. really liked it. So, yeah. 
So that that's my pick. And it's and it's definitely something that will ne- has no chance whatsoever right. of getting nominated well, it's for weird. best screenplay. Like it, it's strange. Like my my pick for it when I knew earlier this afternoon what we were doing, then I tried to scramble through it. My the first thing that came to my mind was Looper, and I can't I can't really be sure that that won't get nominated. See, exactly. But I think I, it isn't going to because they I, don't typically go for that genre of film. No, they totally don't. And, so it's almost like a safe the, bet, uh, but it's so good. Like, I'm not sure. I mean, my 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 nomination would be for Looper, though. Right. That, that was my thing going into it when I started thinking about all these other things because I don't know that I would say that can't get nominated. Right. That's you hard know, for me because I, I – my feeling is it's probably not going to get if nominated. It get, if it got nominated, <laughs> I would not go, what the hell right. are you talking about? Right. Like, that's insane. If, if it got I mean? nominated, I would actually think, well, the Academy's getting older. Or by older, I mean younger. Like people who, <laughs> right, people right. who understand – it's a weird way to – but you know what I mean. Like right. people who are younger and eventually getting into that older spot, they realize that right. this is a viable story. That that was my, my first thought, though. Okay. So moving on to, I think we'll do um, actress. Actress. All right, who'd you have? Who's not going to remember? These are. I mean, we keep saying it. But now remember, here, here's these are people the, who are just not going to get nominated. Here, here's the weird thing about this one. This was a very special category for me this year. <laughs> in our in our crazy awards. If you say Sally Field, I'm walking out of here. No, my pick is Greta Gerwig. And here's the crazy thing about um, the, the thing that made this crazy for me was when I thought about it, I was thinking about Lola Versus because yeah. I really liked that movie and she was really good in it. Yeah. Also this year, <laughs> potentially mm-hmm. pushing her forward even more, yeah. she's in Frances Ha, yep. which was a, kind of a crazy movie but very cool, and Damsels in Distress, the Whit Stillman movie. And oh, she was really that. good in that, too. Oh, that's cool. So it's like she's like three times nominated <laughs> for things that she can't get nominated for. Now, Damsels in Distress kind of could get nominated in like a theoretical way. Yeah. But the movie never got enough attention that it ever actually would be. So, hmm. But anyway, so that's my pick for Best Actress. I, I thought that uh, – I don't know if it's Kara or Kara. I think it's Kara. Kara Hayward, who was in Moonrise Kingdom. Oh yeah, I she thought was she was she's the the main female character in the film, right. and I just thought, what a what a fun, weird, quirky film that worked on so many like interesting levels and amusing levels. Um, and she was just great in it. You right. know, I just thought all the stuff that she did and that she pulled off was was perfect and believable. That's a totally good pick. I, I because she was really good. She's and just she really great, and obviously she will never get nominated. I don't think that it. it's it stinks. I'm not blowing my hand, you know, revealing all my cards at this point yet. But that movie dominated a lot of my thinking. You know, that was for like uh, everything for a lot of stuff because I, I don't think it's going to get a lot. I didn't of, love it quite as much, but yeah, it, it I just get it's a weird film. So I it understand. did get nominated for uh, like. Screenplay for the uh, Critics' yeah. Choice Awards, which are on the tenth, by the way. Right. Uh, don't, don't miss those. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. And then, man, that's only a few days and, away. And then on that same day, as the nominations come out right. for the Academy It'll be Awards, interesting, which is so. very odd. Yeah, but the timing I mean, is interesting. Yeah, so. tomorrow I have to vote. Tomorrow is is really? voting for the Critics' wow. Choice. So you better hurry this up. So, <laughs> well, I haven't got the official <laughs> thing yet, but right. tomorrow I have to vote for for the uh, Critics' Choice Movie Awards, so everyone tune in. It's on CW on the 10th. Right. Okay, so actor. Best actor. Yeah. 
Am I, my, am I going first? No, I'll, I'll switch it up. Mine is actually, it was very amusing to me after just talking about how great Moonrise Kingdom is. <laughs> the job that this guy had to do and how amazingly perfect he pulled it off is it was always the first one in my head. It's Joseph Gordon-Levitt for Looper. Right. That he had to play a guy he isn't yet, but used, you know, that he had to be Bruce Willis's character, right. but basically he, studied Bruce Willis's does films. The, he does do the craziest, awesomest the job at that. Yeah, it is amazing. I mean, he just should be awarded for the getting the glare, the squint, the tilt of his chin right. I mean... So many perfect mannerisms in that to portray and, that guy, and then that's not even just the guy he has to be. He just has to, he has to have those things. But like what you said, be his own character. But you said it really wisely in our review. You were like, he's got to basically develop this character backwards to having these mannerisms that aren't fully formed yet. Right. He has that's to have the most like amazing, the precursors. He's got to, yeah, he's got to break down all of this stuff and then not take it to the end, but still kind of have it at stage four. And right. I'm like watching him do this and I'm blown away by it. Yeah. Like it, he's not going to get nominated for this at all, but he did the most as, as an actor who has to not only just stand and do your lines Right, that's the most amazing performance he, I've seen he this has year. To, it was he, he has to like do an impression of Bruce Willis, right? But not really, right? You an know? impression but, of a guy who Bruce Willis is going to be, right? Exactly. And that when you and you you nailed it when you said it, you're just like he's got to be this guy who isn't him yet, right? But you've got to still see that he's going to be him, and he did it, and he and he does it. And he, for me, that was it. So well, you know, I did not pick him, and the reason I didn't pick him is because. Once again, I don't know that it's absolutely impossible that he would get it, again. I, I it's such a um, weird thing. It would. This is one that where would surprise it, me it would be very surprising. But I don't. I can't say that he can't. Right. You know. Right. Uh, it's possible. I really kind of doubt it. But I really would love to see this it, year, but it's not going to happen. Especially this year with the other people who are yeah. going to get nominated right. for things. But still, I kind of felt like it's not impossible. Anyway, my choice is uh, Jason Siegel for Jeff Who Lives at Home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have anything to back this up? You're just no, because... No, have you seen it? No, I haven't. No, because he's I've heard really about it. good at I've it. I've heard about that. I've heard he's about really that. good, and he has to play <laughs> such a weird character. Yeah. And he does it so well. And what's... Uh, what's it just... It just kind of stood out at me as um, a role that clearly yeah. could not ever possibly get nominated for anything. Right. right. And it's it's such a little indie film. It's by the <laughs> the the Dupless brothers. Yeah. Who are you know uh, big people if you're at South by Southwest right. or something, but are not really huge huge. Um, they did uh, Cyrus, right? I think yeah. they did Cyrus. But um, this. <laughs> He's like an older guy who lives at home. Um, it's Ed Helms, I think, is also that in it right. um, from The Office and yeah. Hangover and, and all yeah. that. He's he's also in it, and he's his brother. Yeah. And Susan Sarandon is is his mom. And right. the whole movie is like this one day. <laughs> I've heard and, this is really fun, and, though. And it's this bizarro, like, following fate kind of a yeah. crazy, crazy thing. But he has to play the weirdest character, and he's like this – Old guy who lives at home, you know, getting stoned, whatever, right. kind of <laughs> not not doing anything with his life guy. Yeah. And it's like this one magical day. That's awesome. Where all of this stuff happens and his brother gets involved. And, and it's this whole like following fate thing where um, 
you know, just almost randomly stuff happens, and then it's like, <laughs> look how that turned out. Yeah. Did the right thing. I don't know. Can you imagine a world? I'm giggling because I keep seeing like these films. It's no slight against Jason Segel. The guy's, you know, he's talented. Right. But can you just imagine? Because you know how much they love using the moniker. Every time he's in a new movie, whether it's you know the fifty year old virgin or whatever, it's going to be Academy Award nominee Jason Segel. <laughs> like that's going to be really funny if it ever happens, because that's a right. guy who you just are like, really? <laughs> like, how did right. that happen? How I met your mother. And, you know, and it's right. almost like if Adam Sandler had ever gotten anything big for Punch Drunk Love, he could right. be like, you know, Academy Award nominee, <laughs> stars in The Water Boy Four. Right. You know. All right, we we should also just say if you happen to be listening live, we're totally going to go over by at least a few minutes. Are we? Hurry up! I unless we're just going to go boom boom. <laughs> what going. do we got? We got best. Picture? Okay, so next there is director. I wanted. Oh, director! I, I want to do director. Do you that, even have one? Yeah, that director? one. That one's easy. He's not going to get nominated, and it and it sucks. He totally should. It's Joss Whedon for the Avengers. Yeah, okay, that would not be my. He, he's, he's just not. He's not getting a nomination it, that, for it, and that was a that great, totally great. great that totally movie. qualifies because you're right. Exactly. No even though it's a, even though it's you know gigantic movie, it's a huge totally film. Not he's just not going to get it. So that's not really where I was going though. I, I you know I just when I was doing this, I was just thinking like smaller. You were doing like people are stuff. not going to pay as much attention to. My pick for director is um, Leslie Headland, who directed Bachelorette. Because oh, yeah. I loved that movie. Yeah. And it's really weird because it did not get a whole lot of attention. It was yeah, tiny, it really tiny, 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 tiny. I see it keep coming <laughs> up in little blips of things right. like this is a contender. But it was yeah. really good. That's cool. And I specifically think, you know, I'll I'll sure, have my I'll argument when people call in next week or email me or something. <laughs> I think this movie was directed really well. Yeah. And she is, you know, not of a whole lot of stuff or anything. Yeah. But I think getting this movie to come together as well as it did, it's kind of like a hangover type movie or Bridesmaids or right. that whole kind of area. Yeah. Except if not everyone in the movie is an idiot. And like, <laughs> and like people are actually <laughs> people are actually smart kind of. And it's more about um you know, this horrible thing that happens because it is Bachelorette. It is right. like this whole group of Bachelorettes yeah. and how they come together and everything. And um, But, you know, the characters are, are snarky and mm-hmm. smart and and crazy crap right. happens anyway. But right. it's not just about, <laughs> oh, let's jump from like one dumb thing we do to the next right. or, you know, whatever. I don't right. know. But I thought that movie was a lot of fun, but I thought what brings it together a lot is actually it was really well directed. So Yeah. Well and clearly not going to get nominated for anything. Okay, so and movie. What's your movie? Looper. Oh. I, I gave it I gave it that one I didn't because like it enough to do that. I, I gave it that one because it's safe. It's, it's not gonna not get nominated. Going for to it. get nominated yeah. And it's it's easily, I thought, for me anyway, I think it's definitely the best movie I saw that can't possibly get nominated. <laughs> you know, you, I mean? and it's okay. You thought Looper was better. Well, you didn't like the Avengers anyway. I mean, you liked it, but you, didn't, you weren't Avengers. crazy about it. Right? I, was, I was not. Yeah, you I enjoyed was not it. But totally you crazy about it, but I liked it. So yours is the Avengers, I take it. No, actually, because yeah. in a strange way, like it's the most obvious thing in the world. It's almost like saying, you know, Police Academy Nine. You know, there's just there's no way the Academy won't recognize anything like that. So even well, but just, you have to like it. Well, no, I mean, I, well, 
that's true too. I, I guess you know, taking the question seriously, what's the you know what's the best film that just couldn't get this nomination? I, I wanted to say the Avengers, but there's just no way. Even in my head, I thought some of my choices, like in a perfect situation, it still could. Even though the question is what can't get nominated, I thought maybe it still could. I have no idea what you're talking about anymore. <laughs> you're not even listening <laughs> to me. The the movie is Moonrise Kingdom. Oh well, yeah. It's not going to get nominated. No, There's too many films this year. It's not going to get nominated, and it is good enough to slide in. But it's going in. to get a lot of attention. What I'm what but, I'm trying to it, say it is, it will get nominated for other things. But you're right; right. it totally it's just won't not get nominated get it this year. In another year, I don't. It could have so, slid anyway. in, but I don't think it's easier. But what I was saying was, there's no way Moonrise Kingdom, it, it, it Moonrise Kingdom has a chance, very slim, of getting nominated. Right. The Avengers. No way. Never. Right, exactly. So my choices were probably aren't going to be, but I would still like them to be, right, versus right, right. outlandish. Because otherwise I would have just been like Joss Whedon, The Avengers, right. Mark Ruffalo, you know. Right. Well, and, and and that's true. Um, yeah, we're actually out of time. If you're listening live, hang, the, sorry. the show is going to end. Right, <laughs> but sorry. if you're if you're listening as a podcast, hang on for a few seconds and we're going to keep going. <laughs> yeah, so thanks for tuning in if you're live. <laughs> Who knows when the thing will come out on us? I All don't right. even know. But no. We're, but now we're back. <laughs> Looper. And thanks for subscribing on iTunes and giving us a review. Right. Um, yeah, I totally can oh, see Moonrise Kingdom because you know there kind of is a theoretical way in which it I can could see. get nominated. Right. And you know this this is just a year where there's too many things that are too like no brainer uh, nominations whether they're right. good or not they're going to get nominated. But I'll tell you one of the things that threw me when I started to do this in a in a weird way I almost should backpedal and say the Avengers because it probably really genuinely won't. But now that there's ten or twelve or seven films, Moonrise Kingdom could technically get a nomination. My mental thinking is right, still I think the most it could be is ten. Still, I agree. I, I, I don't know what this algorithm is. I don't know either. I don't use. trust it. You know, like it could be seven, but whatever it is, I think that no matter what happens, the most of there right. can be is ten. I, I think but there so. could be five, seven, right? Could eight. be it any number. All in there. depends on some crazy math question about right. how many people nominate. And in my mind, when I was doing this, I was still thinking of the good old days, the way that I remember it, which is five pictures, right? And so in my head, I was like, there's no way Moonrise is going to slide by Lincoln or Zero Dark Thirty. or You know, these right. films, it's just not going to go by them. But if there's 10, maybe it could. I don't know. Right. We'll see. But and, um, So by, it was a weird mental hiccup that I had for that. By the way, since we are going to now have a little break. So those are the winners of our right. uh, our first annual whatever these are awards. Right. We'll, next year, we'll come up with a name for them. Right. And we'll invite people who get nominated to show up right. for the show and do right. it live with us. That would be that. awesome. But for now, they are just the goofy right. thing we have no name right. for. But since we have a break in between that and hitting our ten, ten top ten list, right. we should say next week we're going to be doing uh, Zero Dark Thirty, yep. and I'm thinking maybe Gangster Squad, because yeah. that comes out this right. week, too. And both of those people so we going to we see. could do both. Sure. Right. And, and I will give it away right now. <laughs> And tell all those people who are excited for the release this week of Zero Dark Thirty, mm-hmm. I did not like it at all. Right. This is the this is <laughs> in the other grand scheme of award you shows. Take, this is the least surprising moment of the year for me right. so far. You can take that. Yeah. It's so funny because now that we're getting into our ten top ten <laughs> list, and and everyone is probably going to know that. Uh, my movies are just not going to be all of the movies that everybody's talking about. Yeah, right. Oh, um, I don't expect them to be. A couple of them kind of are. Yeah. And 
This was a really weird year, though, where this was just – this whole year, as far as the bigger movies, was just movie after movie after movie of I really don't think I'm going to like that. Look, I'm right. Right. <laughs> I mean, it was just all these movies. Right. It was a weird one because it was the – I don't know what to think of that. Whoa, that was awesome. Right. Like there was a lot of those. Right. And this was a weird year if – if anyone is a fan of com, hopefully, right, and has seen my list over the years, and and I even talked about this, I think, er, in earlier shows, I usually end up trying to make a top ten list, right? Yeah. And I'll have like 30 movies and go, how do I whittle this down to ten mm-hmm. movies? Just give and, them to me. And I'll, I'll cross stuff off and stuff yep. will get moved into my – well, it almost made it or something. I just stare at the huge list and try and cut it down and try and cut it down. And this year, it was almost like the opposite. I had like five movies, and I was like, what other five friggin' <laughs> movies am I going to yeah. pretend I like it I to be on this list? I think that's the funnest part. But I had I had a pretty huge list of movies, but it was just so easy to kick everything off of it. It really was. And I just said, I just didn't like that very much. I was I doing, just didn't like that very much. I, I have this list of the films that we've done, you know, for the show, and I have I have a list of. I mean, I'm I'm the guy. No one's picked up on this yet. The one of us that loves lists, right? So I've got a list of films that I see throughout the year anyway, because it's a family tradition of making the best of at the end of the year and sharing them. So I've got a list right. of films, and as I was weeding out these films, uh, taking all the things that I'd seen before, like the rewatching of stuff. Um, I started deleting a lot, and I started noticing. I just kept hitting command delete, command delete, command know, delete. Right, and right. for a second, as the screen was erasing them, and I had more white than I had text, I'm like, I oh better slow God. up. I better right, slow up right. because I might not have ten. Right. Like that was the first thought that I, I. And then I eventually had like 23 to to pick from after I had erased the real bad stuff. Right. And I was looking at it, and I thought, oh, okay, you know, that's. That's sizable. I can cut that down yeah. because some it's films just, I like it's more a than others. Very weird year but it's for just me weird. and making lists. Yeah. It's, it's in like you know more than a decade of doing this. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a year before where it was so easy to just go. <laughs> I didn't like that. I didn't like Maybe that. Maybe you're finally coming around <clears throat> to liking lists. No, that's not. All right. What's your number ten? I'm coming around Let's to go. not liking movies that come out all the time. <laughs> Um, but we should say, uh, I guess, once again, really quickly. So now yours is kind of just more focused on what we have I done focused on the on stuff the show. that we saw. And so this is going to be confusing going back and forth because right. I'm doing everything and you're – Well, I'll go first then because that's necessarily. Or what, however you want it. Well, we can just do like our 10. What's your 10? Right. What's your number 10? Skyfall. Okay. That's not even on my list. Well, I expect not. But that's okay. But, but you, that li- was, you liked that I, and I, and No matter what, I really liked Skyfall anyway. Yeah. You, know, uh, you had problems I, with I it, and I, it. I thought it was really smart. My number 10 movie is Lola Versus, yeah. a movie with uh, Greta Gerwig. I yeah. loved that movie. Yeah. So are, are we just going to shoot through this list? Yeah, we probably we should can, because we we could be here another hour just doing our list. Exactly. Really, we've so. Got, okay. So what's number nine? Moonrise Kingdom. That's only nine, and you liked it all that much. <laughs> That's where it's at. Well, you were like going crazy for it. Like a I thought minutes Moonra- ago, I, I thought, thought it was going to be really high. Great. No. I thought it was going to be higher hey, it, than that. Hey, it's though, number like, nine out of 150 films. Yeah, you didn't see 100. My I num- saw 152 films. My this year. number nine is The Avengers. Huh. Okay. 
That's because see, I didn't hate it as much as you thought. No, right. I I didn't think it was going to make your list. But uh, that's actually you the know most I just like, I've actually I've actually seen it again. I've actually seen all like half the movies <laughs> I've seen this year. I've you don't rewatch movies. I know. Did you like the Avengers more on rewatch or not as much? I kind of liked it a little more. It does actually. get better yeah. the more it, you see it. It uh, it grew on me a little bit more. Yeah. When I saw it again. Number eight for me is Looper. Wow. I'm. Nervous about what's at the top of your list all of a sudden. I, I don't I think you'll be more nervous my, about the middle. My number eight is Bachelorette. Wait, what is what about Looper being eight? Looper is too low or too high? I thought it would be higher for you. Um, I, I thought it would be am higher. I reading so, these? Let me let me. I thought it would like, be higher for you. So now I'm thinking, no. what the heck is at the top? I thought that would be really predictable. No, the top would be very very predictable. Well that well not because I'm not <laughs> predicting. <laughs> Well, nah. Uh-uh. All, right. All right, seven. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises. Oh yeah, see, that's not on my list. I know you didn't like it. I did. I I, I liked it. Uh, it's a it's fair like, amount. Yeah, I, I just I don't know. It it is just like the last one, which everybody loved to death too. It it's just not was, like the last one. The last it, one was better. It was a little bit too much of trying yeah. to hit me over the head with your I subtext. It. I get it. <laughs> for, for, I understand. For me. But anyway, um, my seven is Lincoln. Yeah. And that was a weird movie too, as far as this list goes. Right. Because, you know, I don't think it's the five-star best movie ever that everybody else thinks it is. Right. But it was a great time. It was and, a great and time. It was, uh, I'm it, surprised. It was a decent – it was very fun to sit through. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a very surprising thing to say. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it right. it was good. Um what are we on? Six? Six. Six for me is quite surprisingly Silver Linings Playbook. Wow. That is very surprising. That was a that was a movie that hit me out of the blue. Like I was trashing that film to you. Right, left I know. And you right, were talking and it was, all over it was the place. all about Jennifer Lawrence, who I think is interesting and completely talented. But I'd just seen a bunch of interviews with her, and I thought she came off, you know, as herself, as kind of vapid and not respectful, and I was really sour on her. Right. I watched that film, and I was blown away. And it's not just because of her. Actually, the film's power – I'm not taking anything from her. She's awesome in that movie. Right. But Bradley Cooper can do anything. Right. And it's awesome to see Robert De Niro in anything. Yeah, and Robert three De Niro of them, the three was of them, so good. I almost gave Robert De Niro – if we had done Best Supporting Actor, like, right, awards, right. I don't think he's going to get anything for this. No. But he was awesome. But he was, he was and, good. And Silver Linings Playbook is I a film – I think he did actually get nominated for the Critics' Choice Awards that wouldn't for Best surprise Supporting me. Actor. Th- this is the one film over the whole year that if, if I make a list of superlatives, which I did you know, for the year, this is the big apology because I didn't want to see it. I even talked about if right. we had to go see it, I'd be like, I'll go see it if you want, but I'd rather see – you right, know, you, Resident Evil. Like right, I just exactly. didn't want to you, see it. You talked about it, and when you times. when you saw it and you told me, you're like, "This was a surprisingly fun film." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever." And four that minutes is, in, I was hooked. I was unbelievably into that film. It was really. Right. I, I was wrong, right. and that that's, was a huge film. That's another that movie, movie. That's another movie for me that I I feel like it's getting a little too much press. Like maybe I, I feel like people are liking it a little more than is somehow real yeah. in some way. You there, know aren't, what I mean? there aren't any films out but there was, like that right now, and maybe that's why. Like, It's right. not a film that's being copied or reproduced or a knockoff of something. It's pretty unique at the moment. It, so. was, uh, it was another one of the movies that was like really close on my list. Yeah. You know, like if, 
if we went to 15 right. or whatever, it would yep. definitely I was be surprised when I started whittling it down. I'm like, wow, I really like that looking back on it. All right, what was that six. now? So uh, my six is Brave, which I hmm. really liked. Yeah. And I liked it even way more than I thought I would like yeah. it. And that's cool. Even after, like, seeing half the movie. <laughs> yeah. Versus like seeing the whole movie, yeah. I still liked it even more than I thought I would. Right. Like when I saw half the movie, I was like, "Well, this is fun and you know whatever cool Pixar movie and everything." Right. And by the end of the movie, I just like really wow. loved it. Yeah. I just that's really cool. thought it was cool. Oh, that's cool. And I've seen it like four more times. Right. So it's it's hard time to, I saw if you have kids it. around. It's hard to not check I, it out. I just really liked it. I yeah. know that this is a Pixar movie, just like you know the uh, Cars two, where mm-hmm. all of a sudden there was like this Pixar backlash, and everyone said right. Cars two sucks, sucks and everything. And I was like, yeah. Cars two. Yeah, <laughs> right. No, it's but true. but this one was you know it just didn't get that thing like we are used to Pixar movies you coming out for and everyone yeah. loving it insanely. Yeah, and then this one comes out and everyone goes, well, yeah. sure, it's pretty good. Yeah, and, and it's almost like it's great. It's almost like saying you hate it because it's right. Like, that is such a weird reaction. Right. You, you know, you're not used to that. Okay. Um, five. Number five. Five for me was Lincoln. All right. So. You're just a couple I'm just a of, couple off you. I just I thought higher, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, you know, it was like like you just said, it was a great time. There's a few little things about it. I'm not sold on it being a five star film, but it is really, really, really great. Right. And there's nothing to shake a stick at at any performance in that film by any means. Right. My five is Django Unchained. Whoa. <laughs> That's, what's in the the did, green room mints here? Did I throw I'm, you there? No, that's, that's <clears throat> pretty good. It, it it was weird fighting for the bottom of my list, not because it was a bad film, but I was trying to move a bunch of things around. And at one point, I'm not giving away where it really falls, but at one point I had Django kind of bumping off a couple things at the bottom. And I'm like, no, 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 it's not there. Right. So it's the only thing that's I interesting, not really that it's like, on your list. Yeah. It's just interesting that it's five. Really high. Yeah. yeah. It, it kind of got up there as I'm as I'm playing around with the list and trying to switch things up. And you know, by the way, obviously, like I discount the order of lists <laughs> anyway, so it doesn't right. matter what order. It so really five is. is really one. Five is really top ten. This it's, is really, it's really like yeah. the ten movies that are in the top ten. Right. Not really like that. There. You should start doing your anyway. list like the top ten in no certain order. <laughs> like exactly. really, exactly. like I used to do that. But you know what? You know what happened as I'm trying to shuffle these around <laughs> and weird. actually stick a number on things. Yeah. What happened is that I just kept thinking about how much fun most of it was. Right. All of the parts right. that were that were so fun were so fun. Yeah. Right. And the fact that it clearly is too long, as right. we talked about a lot when we reviewed it, it's too long. It's too slow in parts, and it really irritates me. But the reason that irritates me is right. that it's so, it's so good, good otherwise. Right. And yeah. a lot of it was fun, and even just for, like, Christoph Waltz, just to get to watch him. Yeah. And, you know, for me, like you mentioned at one point, I am not a watching movies again. You don't like to rewatch God. films much, yeah. I don't do a lot of rewatching movies. Right. There's too many movies I have to watch the first time, right? right? And I will so watch this movie yeah. again. Like, yeah. No, <laughs> you know? I, agree. I agree. So, I don't know. That's That's where it ended up for me. Okay. Uh, four. four. Four is Argo. And I can't say Argo, Argo without wow. saying Argo, fuck yourself. <laughs> it's just that's the way it has because to be. Now we're not. Yeah, we can say whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Anyway. Um, so, four, yeah, Argo. 
Yeah, you know, Argo for me actually didn't even have a chance. Even huh. if, even if we wow. went to 15, I wouldn't have Argo on. Really? It, That's interesting. You know, it was an okay movie, and I liked it. I liked it okay. Yeah. Just but it, it was nothing that would ever climb huh. that I thought, far I thought really to the fun. top for me, especially just because, you know, the thing I can't get over with that movie is all of the kookiness. Yeah, I know. That is thrown in for no reason at yeah. all. It's, you know, all of this like, oh, you just missed, or oh, the car won't start, right. or, right. or you know, just these... It's these based little, on a true story, Mark. These little goofy things yeah. where, you know, I'll, I like at the end of the movie, there should be somebody going, and I would have got away with it, too, yeah. if it wasn't for right. those meddling kids. Right. I, don't, I just, you know, I don't know. But it is good. I no, just, I, I did like it. I don't I feel just, threatened by it. I just, I It just didn't do it for me. Um, four for me is Les Mis. Yeah. I'm not because surprised by that. I really liked that. Yeah. And I didn't necessarily expect to really like it right. a, a super amount, although, um, you know, it is one of my favorite stories. And we, yeah. we talked about a uh, while ago, you know, the uh, movie from like 98 or whatever. Yeah. Well, I like the way just the movie works better. That's the Jeffrey Rush one, right? Than the, right. Yeah. Then the, uh, you know, trying to be all musical or right, whatever. Right. You know, it's not like musicals are not I, my thing anyway, but I right. I was surprised at how much it's great. I really liked it. I, I like it. I'm just not sold on it as being a great translation of that story. Like, I think there's probably, if you're going to see Les Mis, I think the hierarchy of doing it is obviously Broadway. And then maybe that film, maybe this film comes in third. I don't know. I, I, I haven't seen that. Um, I have no idea. Well, all right. It's uh, Liam Neeson and Jeffrey Rush, right. and um, I, like it, and I should check that out. I've seen it, and, and, and I've seen the whole thing. It's really good. But this one, I was really impressed, and I really liked. And it's it's another one of those things where it's almost like uh, we were talking about Promised Land. It's, right. It's like the fact that it can win me over it, to right. like it, yeah. and the fact that Blame Is got me to like it so much. Right. That right. I cool. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. All right. Three. Uh, Brave. Wow. Brave for Even me. I, Brave for I me thought, has a, I, I thought have you a, were giving me a very different look when I said Brave. Yeah, no. <laughs> Brave for me has a big asterisk next to it, and anyone who's listened to us for a while knows that it, it had this uh, other thing going on because it was a project that I had done in the summer to get a special uh, showing in our theater for families and kids with sensory issues, and when we went to it, Brave was the right. one. So it has like this big and that was swell so cool. of stuff. Right. Thanks. Yeah. It has this big thing that I can't necessarily easily separate, and the experience of it, plus the movie was, like what you just said, right. was awesome. And, and the experience of seeing it with everybody that I wanted to, and, you know, it, it was it's a big thing. So it was it's easily high on my list. It's a high on my list film anyway. Right. But add in all the work and the reward and the emotional stuff, right, like it's right. just up there. It's just, so. right. Um, it, there's some bias, but it can't it, but be. It can't okay. be that high without. It could be that high without an asterisk, but it just serves a little bit better to say it was also a, part and, of this right. project that I was doing. Yeah, so. I thought I thought I got a very different look from you when I said brave. I thought you were looking at me like brave. Are you top? 10? Are you high? Yeah. Uh, anyway, all right. So that was three, four, three, for you. Oh, we're switching to me first. Well, now. I just did three. You did three. Brave was three. Oh, I thought we were still okay. Anyway, uh, my three was Looper. Oh God! <laughs> As, what is this? The look you wanted? I, I don't believe know, that's on your list. No, 
That's cool. No, that's cool. It made uh, my list. How am I gonna like rat I on it? I don't know. But <laughs> I'm just you trying are. to give you. I'm trying to give you the look that you want now for these films. I really was so impressed yeah. with that. It movie. is impressive, and it is so many different things about it too that it really was that cool. And that's yeah. you know that's another one of those movies that unless your list goes pretty long, right? You're probably not going to see it on a whole lot of best movie lists, ballots and stuff. Yeah. It's no, not that it's not that kind of movie, but man, it was so good. Yeah, and it was such a good script and so well acted. And just to like you were talking about before, just to see him Amazing. do that, you could like just have his parts, yeah, cut out of the movie, yeah, and not see anything else, and right. it, would, it would be worth watching that. I so mean, many things about that film are great, you know, from him all the way down to the kid, to the to the kid's mom, to Bruce Willis, to the special effects, to the plot, to the I mean, pacing. Right. We had a Pacing, there are some problems with, but right. and there's not and a like lot. We said when we reviewed it, you know, if we right. had to, we could talk a whole lot about how ultimately none of it makes any sense, right. or does it, or maybe it does, right, right. or whatever. There's not, there's not a so. whole lot. There's not a whole lot that keeps that movie from being a five star film. Like right. it's, it is right. fun and great and entertaining and everything you want from a big summer film. So right. I don't, you know, I'm teasing. That makes perfect sense, but. I, you know, I just, I don't know what, you know, sometimes there's just a movie where at the end of the day, no matter how much you're trying to be the snooty movie right. critics that you're we are, like, hey, that was cool. And write yeah. your review and go, well, <laughs> you know, cinematography. Is, right. Yeah. Which All is our, our buzzword yeah. that we love to use. But, you know, sometimes you just think it's it just awesome. does. It's awesome. And, right. And you don't really have quite the explanation that you wish you had or right. something. It just is really cool. But anyway, so number two, two. Wreck It Ralph. Wow. Yeah. Above Brave? Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't do that. Wreck-It Ralph thought, is on my list of very, very close. I thought Wreck-It Ralph just had, in a, in a weird way, I almost suggested that for screenplay. Like, they, there's no way that's going to get it. But right. On the surface, it's a kids' animated arcade movie. You just peel one layer back, and but there's a million insanely others. There are so many things that go complex. on. Yeah. yeah. And I had... I had, in part, going to see Wreck-It Ralph, no expectations, and that's why it was elevated so quickly. But when we did our review, again, going back over it, we were at the end going, I'm trying to think of negative things to say about this. And on our, uh, I mean, not speaking for your list, because I don't know what number two and number one are, but there were very few five-star films we gave this year. Right. And I think if you give a film five stars, it's got to be in the top three. Right. And unless we you both, unless you've got right, unless you've got some real good reason for it not being there, and we both gave it five stars. Right. So it shows up as number two on my list. Right. Which is me not. It I'm not throwing was, you under the bus to be like you gave it five stars, right. and now it's not even on your list. I'm just saying. Right. It, it was an amazingly fun film, and it was a very smart movie, and it's easy to discredit. But there's a lot of stuff going on. Right. So it it was very close to getting on my list. It was. Um, oh, you have no five star films on your list. It, it was a. It was another one of those. Yeah. You know, if it was 15, it was it right up that. there. Yep. At the very end of the day, it was really for me: uh, Dark Knight Rises, Moonrise Kingdom, Wreck It Ralph, and Silver Linings Playbook. Those were like the four movies that it was like. They're all jockeying uh, for a spot. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, they were they were like right there. Yeah. My number two is Amour. Yeah. The uh, foreign, that foreign people. Movie, yeah. Which you know that's I don't know if that's going to be on a lot of people's lists or I or don't know about that what it's going to do. Yeah. But it's you know it's going to be nominated for best foreign language right. film and right. Uh, clearly, it's a lot of movie, a lot of people talking about that. For me, was just 
that was almost like they made the movie just so I could watch it. I mean, that <laughs> yeah. movie was like so – there were so many things about that movie that I loved, and yep. that's a movie that I'll watch again. And that's probably not something anyone else will say, even people who say they love it, right? Even people who are in it, like, I'm not going to see right. this again. It's a very slow movie. You're a sucker for having your it's heart ripped about, out. It's about very old people. Wow. And it's, it, so it's a You're hard, a it's a hard that's sell. Horrible. It is a hard sell. It, it's a but hard sell see. because it's, it, it's slow. It's mm-hmm. old people. It's old people being slow. I mean, it's like... <laughs> It's got everything going against it for trying to recommend right. to somebody that they see it. You are never going to say, right. "Oh yeah, go watch this." Right? You know, you will, yeah, no, you're not. You'll love it. It's almost like um, my dinner with Andre for me. Yeah. Like nobody likes that movie, right? Yeah. And it is literally a whole movie about two people sitting at a restaurant talking. Yeah. And it's like you can't even say that and recommend it to somebody like right. with a straight face. Right. right? They won't even believe that's what the movie is right. about. They're like, "Where's the killer shark or the Jedi right. or whatever?" Like, that's it. And I love that yeah. movie too. Yeah. Right? It's just it's I can't believe how well, much I films, like it. But there, it's a crazy thing. And this is kind yeah. of almost in that book. It's like you're kind of just sitting there watching people have conversations for the yeah. whole movie. Nothing happened. Every once in a while, those films sneak up on you and grab you. Like the the biggest one in my memory is uh, Before Sunrise, which is just two characters right. walking around, wasting time, talking, and it's huge. It's right. awesome. It's amazing. Right. And you can't easily sell that to someone who's like, "Well, is there a bad guy?" I'd be like, "Right, no, not really." So all right, we have to get off the air. So what's number one? The Avengers. The Avengers? The Avengers was the best film I saw last year. Wow. Okay, my pick is Anna Karenina. I knew that was coming. Yeah. When I, you had Les Mis, I was like, well, I know where Anna Karenina is. I know every reason why. It, it makes right. perfect sense. It, it was it was so cool. Yep. And and actually, you know, it, if you're it, an Avengers kind of person, I mean, you know, the Avengers was on my list, too. Yeah. And, and I didn't even like it nearly as much as you, but, you know, if you lean more that direction... Anna Karenina it was is hard to push off good. my list, but I eventually did it. And I didn't feel good about it because I wanted it to be in there because I wanted to remember and kind of reward how much fun I had watching it. Right. It was a blast. Yeah. It's really cool. And it's, you know, it's practically going to find its way into the not nominated this too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's that true. kind of movie. But we do need to get off the air. Thanks so much for listening, Thanks. especially if you're actually here now listening. That would be awesome. Time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, hopefully this is a show that we can kind of uh, put out there and people can listen to and share. And whether you agree with the yeah, if you, the way that the list worked out or not, at least you've got a huge number of movies yeah. that you need to check out oh, yeah. and be sure you see. And get in touch if you've got any complaints or criticisms or compliments about the list, right. too, especially if they're against Mark. And like we said, <laughs> once again, <laughs> next week we'll be doing Zero Dark Thirty and, and probably, probably Gangster, Gangster Squad. Town. I think uh, so. Squad. So we will see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in, and goodbye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.